God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe, Tribe of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. I will be giving an urgent prophetic warning to the nation in connection to the latest warning sign concerning the 50-50 split majority in the U.S. Senate, its connection to a previous U.S. election, and what it means for the future of this nation. The United States Senate is officially evenly divided with a 50-50 majority split right down the middle between Democrats and Republicans. Now that means that the Senators, Mitch McConnell of Kentucky and Chuck Schumer of New York, will share the role of the Senate majority leaders over the Senate, making Democratic-influenced legislation a lot more difficult to pass in the Senate. Now, the past couple of weeks, I have been praying and asking the Lord if there was a message or a sign concerning this 50-50 split in the Senate. And behold, to my complete amazement, yes, there is a very significant, very alarming and urgent message concerning this split that every single one of us need to be paying attention to, which I am going to explain. Now, I say this in every single message, video, podcast that I do, that there are no such things as a coincidence with God. None whatsoever. Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 10 tells us that what has been done before will be again. What has been done will be done again, that there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything which one can say, look, this is something new. It was here already long ago. It was just before our time. Now that's Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 10. And there are what I call reoccurring patterns, prophetic parallels that occur throughout history and throughout the Bible. Now, if we understand the patterns, then we can understand the message. And so the 50-50 split in the U.S. Senate has indeed, in fact, a very significant pattern that has happened that we have seen before, and it's a pattern, as I said, that none of us should ignore. Now, the U.S. Senate has indeed been evenly divided with the 50-50 split right down the middle before, and it's only happened twice in our entire history as a nation. Now, Congress are elected every two years through what we call midterm elections and general elections when we vote for a president. There are currently 
435 seats in the House of Representatives and just 100 seats in the Senate. Now, the 100 members in the U.S. Senate are elected to six-year terms, with one-third of them being renewed every two years. Now, they occur two years after each presidential election. Elections are held for all 435 seats in the House of Representatives and 33 or 34 seats in the Senate. As a result, the membership of these two legislative chambers changes near the midpoint of a president's four-year term in office. Now, special elections are held on off, on off years or odd-numbered years as or if necessary, and they're held to fill vacancy seats in the Senate and the House of Representatives, which usually happens either uh, after an incumb- incumbent resigns or dies while in office. Now, there have been 116 elections for Congress, 116 elections. There have been a total of 58 special elections, giving a combined total since the beginning of our nation, a total of 174 elections for Congress. Now, out of 232 years, 232 years, and out of a 174 total amount of elections, the Senate has only been divided with a 50 50 split just twice, only twice. And this gives us less than a 1% probability of this actually happening. So, again, when I tell you that there is no such thing as a coincidence, I really mean there are literally no such things as a coincidence. Now, only twice in American history has the Senate had a dead-even split. Now, the first one occurred in a special session in 1881. This was about 15 years after the Civil War and the emergence of the Democratic-Republican Party systems. Now, something else that I need to point out to you guys is that the two-party systems that we have today were not and are not the same ones that we had in the very beginning. Now, the emergence of a two-party political system arose during George Washington's presidency, which George Washington was not affiliated with a particular party. Now, these systems came to rise over the issues of ratifications to the Constitution and how much power that the government should have. The Federalist Party supported the ratification of the Constitution, and the Anti-Federalists opposed the powerful central government that the Constitution established when it went into effect in 1789. Now, the issues of slavery in the Civil War brought out the second two-party political systems between the Democrats and Republicans that exist today, although they represent very different values and systems than they once did before. Now, the Democratic Party was founded by Andrew Jackson in 1828. From its founding until the mid-20th century, the Democratic Party was the dominant party among white Southerners, and as such, was then the party most associated with the defense of slavery. That was the party that actually defended slavery. Now, that didn't change until about the 60s, all the way up until about the 60s and through the Civil War and with President Lyndon Johnson, who really moved the party into a very progressive direction, which I believe is the primary reason that led to the passing of Roe v. Wade in 1972 
and with among all these other issues with the LGBT community and such and with abortion. Now, the Republican Party was founded in 1854 by northern anti-slavery activists and modernizers. The Republican Party rose to prominence in 1860 with the election of Abraham Lincoln, who used the party's machinery to support victory in the American Civil War. Now, when the Senate of the 47th Congress conveyed on March 4th in 1881, its members included 37 Republicans and 37 Democrats and two independents. Now, the session had been called for the exclusive purpose of handling cabinet and agency nominations for the new administration of the Republican president, James Garfield. Now, under normal circumstances, that session should have only lasted about uh, 11 days, but in 1881, it ran for 11 weeks. Now, the second time that the Senate had a 50-50 split down the middle was exactly 20 years ago when it came down to the 2000 elections between George Bush and Al Gore, which was decided by the Supreme Court. Now, if you guys will remember, that election came down to the state of Florida in which the Supreme Court ruled in favor of George Bush. Again, as I always say, there are no, absolutely no coincidences with God. None. Now, everyone thought that the 2020 presidential elections would also be decided by the Supreme Court. And a lot of people believed that it was a God thing. It was by a divine appointment because three of the last Supreme Court justices that were appointed by President Trump, all three of them, Justice Gorsuch, Justice Barrett, and Justice Kavanaugh, all three of them were prominent leading attorneys on the 2000 presidential election cases that ended up on the Supreme Court. And so everyone was, including myself, was very surprised when the Supreme Court did not, in fact, take up the case, as we all thought that they would. Now, there is, there is indeed an extremely important connection here, and this is indeed a sign, and it's a message here that the Lord is communicating to us. It just wasn't the answer or the message that everyone thought it would be. Now, in that charged atmosphere in the 2000 elections, Senators Trent Lott and uh, the Republican from Mississippi, Mississippi and Tom Daschle, excuse me if I can't pronounce that name right, uh, the Democrat from South Dakota, mess, er, managed to work out a way to share the power between the two and run the Senate. Now, because a Republican, George Bush, was in the White House and Vice President Dick Cheney could break uh, the tie votes in the GOP's favor, Senator Lott became the majority leader and controlled the agenda on the Senate floor. Republicans also chaired the committees, but the parties were given an equal number of members on the committees, and if a committee vote was tied, either party leader had the option to bring the legislation to the floor. Now, the agreement wound up being short-lived, ending in June of 2001, after Vermont Senator Jim Jeffords left the Republican Party to become an independent caucus with the Democrats. At that point, Senator uh, Daschle became majority leader. Now, three months after that, 9-11 occurred, and what many prominent evangelical leaders such as Rabbi and Prophetic Evangelist Jonathan Kahn warned was an imminent grave warning to America from the Lord to turn away from our progressive agendas and sin and to turn back to him. 
Now, many of you guys have read the Harbinger books, and even just recently with Jonathan Kahn's message at the return this past September, prior to the 2020 presidential elections, we saw all the divine connections and the warning signs over our nation that also were present in Israel at the times of Babylon's destruction of Jerusalem and Israel's exile into captivity. Now, this is extremely very important to understand what's taking place. In the book of Jeremiah, the Bible tells us that there were three significant signs of judgment that occurred in Israel's time leading up to the Babylonian siege of Jerusalem. All three of those signs are currently, and I say currently and present tense, are happening right now in our nation. Jeremiah chapters 14 and chapters 32 tells us exactly what those three signs were. They were plague, famine, and the sword, or in today's time, I would call civil unrest and murder. All three of those signs served as judgments purposed to weaken Israel in the preparation for Babylonian military conquest of Israel. Jeremiah chapter 32 verses 24 through 36 take a listen to this. See how the siege ramps are built up to take the city. Because of the sword, famine, and plague, the city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians who are attacking it. What you said has happened as you now see. And though the city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians, you, sovereign Lord, say to me, buy the field with silver and have the transaction witnessed. This is in connection to the potter's field. Verse 26, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, I am the Lord, the God of mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am about to give this city into the hands of the Babylonians and to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who will capture it. The Babylonians are attacking the city, will come in and set it on fire. They have... They will burn it down along with the houses where the people arouse my anger by burning incense on the roofs of Baal and by pouring out drink offerings to other gods. Verse 30, the people of Israel and Judah have done nothing but evil in my sight from their youth. Indeed, the people of Israel have done nothing but arouse my anger with what their hands have made, declares the Lord. From the day it was built until now, okay, talking about Jerusalem, this city has so aroused my anger with wrath, and I must remove it from my sight. The people of Israel and Judah have provoked me by all the evil that they have done. They, their kings and officials, their priests and prophets, the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, they turn their backs to me and not their faces. Though I taught them again and again, they would not listen or respond to discipline. They set up their vile images in the house that bears my name and defiled it. They built high places for Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom to sacrifice their sons and daughters to Molech. Okay, this is dealing with abortion and child sacrifice, what we are seeing currently also in our nation. Though I never commanded it, nor did, I, did it ever enter my mind, that they should do such detestable things to me, so make Judah sin. You are saying about the city by the sword, famine, and plague, it will be given into the hands of the king of Babylon. Now, Babylon's siege of Jerusalem, their conquest of Israel, at which God exiled Israel, this was and is 
the single most primary main event which we get the entire prophetic timeline found in the book of Daniel. Now, when you think of the Daniel fast, we are just almost at the end of January when everybody is uh, doing the Daniel fast, the 21-day Daniel fast. This is where it comes. This is where it comes from. Daniel was praying for his people, according to the word given to Jeremiah about Israel's captivity for 70 years. So this is where we get Daniel's 70-week prophecy, the visions of the four beasts, of the four empires, the visions of the third temple, the visions of the Antichrist and his beast system. This is where we get the prophecy concerning the mark of the beast, the number 666. This is where everything begins. Right here at this point, it all started with Israel's exile into Babylonian captivity. Plague famine, and the sword are also the main central judgments that exist during the end times through the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, all of them have been present over this nation since March 11th of 2020 of last year for two reasons, as I revealed previously. First, for the progressive sins of liberalism, the worship of government, through progressiveness and liberalism, which our nation passed LGBT agendas, gay marriage, and late-term abortion. All that happened in 2000, from 2015 to 2019. And secondly, for the attempt to divide up the land of Israel, God's inheritance, okay? Which also is the defining act, according to Joel chapter 3, that brings and kickstarts the entire seven year tribulation period with the rise of the Antichrist. Okay, six days after our nation passed late term abortion, all right, January 22nd, 2019. Six days after that, our nation put forth a plan that would have divided up Israel, given parts of the West Bank, which is Judah to the Palestinians in favor of a two-state solution. Now, thankfully, that plan has failed, which tells me that this is not the end times, at least not yet. But this does tell us, this does tell us something, and it's a very grave warning to us in which the church in America needs to wake up and be more prepared now than it has ever been. We need to realize exactly what is happening and what's about to occur. So 20 years ago, exactly 20 years ago, there was a contested presidential election through Bush versus Gore. The three justices appointed by President Trump is an affirmation, okay, an affirmation of this sign, an affirmation of this message that we need to truthfully heed. 20 years ago was the single event that completely changed this nation forever through the events of 9-11. Now, the number 20 in the Bible symbolizes the cycles of completeness. Number 20 is associated with a trial, a period of waiting, and if it's successfully completed, then there's a reward. And the other way around, if it's not successful, then there is punishment and judgment, which is just and right according to God's eyes. So just take a look at everything that has happened last year year 2020, the number 20. So, and this tells me that there is in fact coming another severe disaster over this nation, but I believe it will be far greater 
much greater than the events that unfolded from 9-11, and it will be a much larger scale impact. I believe purpose for the Northeast Coast, where majority of the progressiveness has dominated and influenced this, late, this nation. Now, if you go to our website at tribalchristians.com and you go to our prophetic section and you take a look at all of the words and the visions that we have published, this ministry all began with a prophetic vision in 2017 concerning New York City. Every word and vision that we have put forth, every single one of them from 2017 until today's present time, have all come to pass, every single one of them, except for the one main final last event, and that's concerning the destruction that's about to hit the Northeast Coast. Now, just a few days ago, I had two very profound and very significant visions that I published on our website as well as our social media pages. Last week, I had a vision of a pregnant woman giving birth. Now, that vision is also connected to the siege of Jerusalem and a foreshadow of the end times. 1 Thessalonians 5.3 tells us that when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains on a pregnant woman. And also in Isaiah chapter 66, verses 6-9, at, Babylon's, uh, at Israel's exile during the times of the Babylonian siege, the prophecy of Israel's reestablishment, the Lord says, Hear that uproar from the city, that's Jerusalem. Hear the noise from the temple. It is the sound of the Lord repaying his enemies all that they deserve. Before she goes into labor, she gives birth. Before the pains come upon her, she delivers a son. Who has ever heard of such a thing? Who has ever seen things like this? Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet no sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her children. Do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery, says the Lord? Do I close up the womb when I bring to delivery, says your God? That's in Isaiah chapter 66, verses 6 through 9. And so I believe that the vision, that particular vision I had about the birth, it's connected to our nation and signifies that destruction is indeed coming. But just as the Lord brings disaster, he also brings hope and encouragement. Everything that the Lord does is just. It's full of grace and full of mercy. And I believe that everything happening and all that's going to happen is purpose to lead our nation into repentance, to do away with progressiveness and lead our nation back to the Lord. Now, and then I had a second vision this past week, January 23rd. I had a vision of a terrible storm and a raging sea all, all along the entire northeast coast of our nation that completely destroyed four cities, which I saw specifically the cities of Boston, Baltimore, New York City, and Washington, D.C. completely destroyed. Now, I believe that vision is connected to George Washington's vision of the three great perils that foretells of a military attack that will unfold over our nation. Now, again, if you guys go back and you look at our prophetic section, we have been prophesying all of this. Coronavirus, the temple, the stock market, all that, uh, all that March, all that had happened in March of 2020 as a result of coronavirus. I saw destruction also hitting New York City. 
And so my warning is this. I don't know how much time that we have left. We never know how much time that we have left. But it is evidently clear to me that disaster and destruction will hit this nation before the end of this year, before 2021 is over, and it will be devastating. And this is also the reason why God, I believe that God wholeheartedly removed the president to protect and spare his life, because I believe in 2024, we will be in great need of him again if he shall run, or if the Lord give him the chance to run again. Now, coronavirus and all of the civil unrest also served as a significant sign to move as many people as possible, um, at least the ones that are paying attention, to move them out of places like New York and Washington, D.C. In the prophetic word that I gave, In March of 2019, this was concerning the passing of late-term abortion. And with the attempt to divide up Israel's land, the Lord told me that he would send a sign that would warn his people that they would flee out of those wicked cities. You guys can go back and look that up. It's the word concerning judgment coming to the nation in New York City. And he said that it would pass within one year. And then within one year... Sure enough, those signs started unfolding, and that was coronavirus. And thousands upon millions have indeed left New York City, Washington, D.C., all those major cities, they have left and moved out. So as I said, there are no coincidences with God, none. None of this is, none of this isn't, it's not a conspiracy theory. Now, we need to take God at his word with a 100% face value with absolute truth. We need to trust the Lord with our lives. We need to return to him. We have removed God from our schools, from our capitals. We have removed him from our laws. Our nation has adopted radical laws and legislature that directly opposes God and his kingdom. The enemy is doing everything that he can to silence the truth which is why Congress is doing all that it can to remove our rights to free speech. This is why big tech is censoring your voice. They don't want you to know that God is real. They don't want you to know that God's word is real. And both his blessings and judgments are real. And with everything happening, censorship will not be a sufficient enough excuse for our ignorance and our disobedience. Now, the Bible tells us that all of us, every single human being that has and will ever exist, will and must give an account for their life to Almighty God. We will all stand before the judgment seat of God and will have to answer for every single choice that we have ever made or did not make. Those choices, as clearly and evident as it has ever been, have consequences to ignore the warning signs will we say that it's all coincidence will we persist in our liberal progressiveness or will we believe god will we believe his words and return to him in repentance and obedience every single choice we make matters no matter how great or how small that they may seem to be every single choice all of them your life matters you matter Your choices matter. Your life has an incredible influence on thousands of people all around you, whether you see it or not. Everything you do and everything you say 
And everything that you do not do and everything that you don't say also matters. It will matter for an entire eternity. Now, if you don't know the Lord, you have never believed in him. If you have never confessed your sins and, and believed in the saving salvation grace through Jesus, as I also mentioned before, prophecy is not purpose to take away your hope, but rather to give you hope to affirm the truth of the gospel message in the Bible. And so I'm going to lift up a prayer, which you guys can also pray with me. The Bible tells us that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. 100% complete eternal salvation for all eternity in Jesus. And the Bible promises that those who believe in Christ, who put their faith in him and will obey him, God's, God promises His Holy Spirit to each and every one of us as a safety or a security deposit, a down payment to assure to us of the truth of Him and His words to us and to help bring us into His image. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your precious word and for your Son Jesus and for your Holy Spirit. Lord God, I confess that we have greatly sinned. We have sinned against you and your kingdom. We have put forth evil laws and have not obeyed you, resulting in the judgments that are occurring right now over our nation. Lord God, I confess Jesus is Lord and Savior. I confess your word to be true, and I call upon your name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus, that you may save me in each and every single life that calls upon you. I ask that you may grant your Holy Spirit and that you may give wisdom and understanding that we may turn away from our sins, that we may humble ourselves and be healed as a nation and a people. I ask that you turn hearts back to you and that your people in our nation may know that you truly are the Lord God. May you be praised and glorified and may our lives bring you honor and glory by what we do and what we say and by the restraints of what we do not do and what we do not say. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now you can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribeofchristians.com. Also, do not forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow our podcast to get updates on new messages. This concludes this podcast message. I am Brandon Dawson with the Tribe of Christians. Stay encouraged. Do not give up. Keep up the good fight of faith and keep running the race. May God continue to be with you always and bless you.